Welcome back to the Head is the Key podcast. What is going on, everybody? It is another episode of Head is the Key, and uh, thanks for listening. Um, Anybody who listened to last week's podcast, uh, that was probably the toughest one for me. Um, I think I deleted what I was saying at least 12 times before I just went off the cuff again. You know, most of these episodes are completely off the cuff, except uh, this one hasn't been off the cuff that we're doing currently, too, just because I've been having some random noises and longer pauses of thought than I would like. But uh, last week was tough. Um, and like I said last week, I wasn't looking for accolades. I wasn't looking for people to comment, you know, nice job, or, you know, my friends who I send it to to text me, hey, great job, that was really vulnerable of you. You know, years back, I would have needed that. Um, now I don't uh, need any of that. But it's still hard to go through that. And it just when you're vulnerable, sometimes you feel unenergized afterwards, and I think that's just a normal response. But uh, thank you to anyone who listened to last week. Thank you, anybody who has been listening you know, to the other episodes. Um, if you haven't been listening, uh, you can check me on Instagram, at Head is the Key. Um, Facebook, it's just my name, Mike Headkey. Um, or if you get your podcast on Spotify or Apple, just look up Head is the Key and I'd appreciate you guys uh, liking and sharing and commenting. Um, Today is going to be a little lighter. Uh, I just kind of want to talk about things that maybe I've heard in the last couple years um, and just things that aren't true and things that I kind of just want to overall debunk. And I don't have the numbers or the significant scientific data, but I have the summaries. And um, I just want to go through that. Uh, So I want to kind of talk about some things that I've heard people say about mental health, things that I've heard about just your own physical health um, in regards to fitness and diet. So um, I figured I'd start with mental health because as my slogan says, uh, you know, where the head goes, the body follows. And I feel that can't be, uh, it's so true. So, you know, if your head's negative, your body's going to feel like shit and you're not going to move and you're negative. If you're ready to go and your head's ready to go, you know, you're more focused, you're more energized, and you're more aware. Even if motivation might be down, but you're in it, you know, your discipline will get you through. So um, first one I like to talk about always, and if anybody ever says this, it can't be further from the truth. And I always want to give these people the uh, one-finger salute, but only sick people in the head Sorry that I'm saying it that way, but only people who have problems go to therapists. And that would be the only reason you go. Well, last time I checked, and when I look at the world, we all are a little bit broken. So I don't think that's true that only quote unquote sick people go to talk to a therapist or a counselor. I think we all could benefit from talking to someone on the outside of our family, friends, circle. Um, 
And not that family and friends don't help, they do, but sometimes I think that their perception could be skewed as well and give you a false sense of hope that maybe a therapist or a counselor or a group um, could maybe shed some light and honestly make you realize that maybe you're looking at it wrong. Um, or maybe you're looking at it right, but I think sometimes an outside perspective is very valuable. So we all could utilize some type of group to better ourselves. It's not just for quote unquote sick people. So that's number one. Number two, um, if I have negative thoughts, I'm a bad person. Um, no, because, uh, I have negative thoughts all the time. Um, and I think the research is out there that, you know, primitively our minds were built to kind of be negative. We're built to kind of be fight or flight because, hey man, like we had to outrun the Tyrannosaurus Rex or the Mastodon or the polar bear or the tiger. You know, we had a hunt and we didn't know when our next meal was going to be. So we were always fighting and fleeing and fighting and fleeing. Well, you know, for the most part now, there are people out there that are still fighting and fleeing, but people listening to this podcast probably aren't. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that your situation may be worse than other people's situation. Listen to this podcast in regards to money or that kind of thing, but like probably have better access to food. You know, food is everywhere. We don't have to go out and hunt it if we don't want to. Um, so a lot of the primitiveness of that mind, we don't utilize as much, which then those thoughts though are still coming in. And I think there was a study that showed that like, you know, say we have, like I said, I don't remember how many thoughts we have a day, but say it's 10,000. A majority of those are negative. Um, and it's up to us to decipher and crawl through all that minutia to say like, well, that doesn't serve me. This does. And you act on the good thoughts. So if you're acting on bad thoughts, then yeah, like there's a situation that may need to be addressed. Um, but if you're not acting on the bad thoughts, you're not a bad person. It's, it's normal to have bad thoughts. It's normal to have dreams of <laughs> sleeping with someone that's not your significant other. It's normal to have dreams about fighting people. Like that's your brain. Okay, that's a feeling that's in your back of your head that comes out. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Okay, so that's the other one that I think needs to be erased from people's minds. You know, and then, like I said, I think those are like the two big mental health ones is no. Like, talk to someone if you want to talk to someone, regardless if you feel like you have an issue or if you don't have an issue. Two, Negative thoughts do not make a negative person. Negative thoughts do not make a bad person. If you proceed down that pipeline and start to act on negative thoughts or constantly feed into those negative thoughts, which can create a mental health issue, then yeah, I mean, it can create a negative person. But I think you have to recognize like, hey, these thoughts don't serve me. These aren't helping me or anybody else. And you move on from that. And if you're having an issue with negative thoughts, go to my first thing that I said and go see someone and talk to someone, okay? And you're not less of a human being if you can't figure it out on your own. 
That's another thing. Well, if I can't figure it out on my own, then I'm, I'm not strong. Hashtag bullshit again. You're stronger, I feel, if you recognize that you can't do it yourself and you seek help to get help. That makes you strong. Recognizing that you have something that's holding you back and talking to someone about it makes you strong. I would tell you that the most successful people in this world, if it's a Fortune 500 CEO or a bodybuilder or a professional baseball player, those guys have coaches, therapists, etc. to help them stay on top. Okay? A hype man, if you will. If you will. Baby! You know? We all need a hype man. Allow yourself to understand that you can't always do it on your own. And that's okay. Okay? So that's the mental health aspect. And I feel like then that bleeds into the next topic of diet and of fitness. Diet. Let's talk about diet first. Eating like crap will make you feel like crap. Okay? But I will say, overall, if you want to lose weight, it is a little bit of calories in versus calories out. Okay? So, I mean, there was that guy that did the McDonald's diet or whatever and was losing weight because he was just following calories but eating, you know, not great food. Um, But he was still losing weight. Yeah, you may feel like crap, but you could still lose weight. So the better food that you eat, the better you're going to feel. Whole foods are always going to make you feel better than processed junk. We understand that, okay? I think we all get that. However, please understand this too. If you truly found your maintenance calories, so the amount of calories to sustain your body weight at a given activity level, okay? If you were able to find that and eat on maintenance, and then do some exercise, chances are you will lose weight. However, it won't be fast, and everybody wants it tomorrow. Everybody wants to learn lose 30 pounds in 30 days. Everybody wants to lose 30 pounds in two weeks. Again, we talked about this last time. It's not sustainable. It's achievable, but it's not sustainable. Okay? So, eating better food will always make you feel better. Losing weight is about some type of a deficit, but that deficit does not always have to come into sharply reducing calories. That could just be move your freaking body more and you probably will lose weight. It's a thing. I promise you, it's a thing. Um, another one that I love, carbs are the enemy. Guys, no, they're not. Okay, they are not essential in the sense of like we could just eat fats and proteins and be okay, but they are a huge source of energy and they actually assist in recovery. Okay, so understand that carbs are not the enemy. Yes, if all you eat is pasta all day and don't do anything, yeah. But like think about people who carbo load. Why do they carbo load? because it's a quick source of energy that they can use right away. So a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of runners, etc., will have something with carbohydrates in it prior to their workout 
to allow them to sustain what they need in the workout, but then they will also have carbs and protein normally after a workout as well to assist in recovery. Fats are good for you. So there's all different types of fats. So yes, um, drinking, like using vegetable oil and everything isn't great, but you know, avocado oil or olive oil is good, you know. Um, but again, fats are essential in helping us have hormones. Um, so we need fats. Um, I can eat too much protein. Okay, so I think you could um, probably eat too much protein. But I find it very hard, and I probably can count on a hand of my friends that I know that are probably actually eating the amount of protein required um, to withstand the muscle that they have. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, we need to eat protein to keep the muscles that we have. And um, we also need protein after a workout because it helps repair our muscles. Um, the dietary recommendation for most is for every pound that you weigh, you should be eating a gram of protein, okay? So I'm 185 pounds. I should be eating 185 grams of protein. Um, that's freaking hard. Um, I have slowly but surely learned how to get up to that, but I will be 1,000% honest with you. I don't do it all the time. And I can be another 1,000% honest with you that if I did get to that number, I would lean out significantly quickly, I would feel more full, and I probably wouldn't go off the rails as much as I do when I do. So, yeah, I think if you're a 110-pound person and you're eating 200 grams of protein, again, is it too much? I don't know. Um, but maybe you should just try getting to 110 grams of protein because I pretty much guarantee that... Uh, you're probably not doing that. So yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to go over with those things. And then counting calories, like counting calories is king. It's not king. Um, it can be monotonous. But I think that if you gave it a go for a week or two or a month and just got really good at weighing what a serving of protein should look like per your meal and weighing, you know, carbs and fats, etc., And just having an intake of what you've been eating for the last month, you can kind of get a gauge on what you have to do to either maintain the body weight that you have or gain weight if you're in a phase that you want to gain weight or lose weight. I was just talking with my best friend. Uh, I bring him up all the time. Uh, he should be on this podcast with me, uh, Papa Susio. Um, and we were just talking about how, honestly, like if you ate at maintenance, um, for the most part, um, and just worked out more, you'll lose weight. But again, we're this society that, well, I need to lose 10 pounds for tomorrow's cruise. Well, hey, dumbass. Maybe you should have realized that you were going on this cruise and you wanted to look good. And maybe you should have maybe assessed this a couple months ago and had a more sustainable weight loss.
as opposed to trying to just drink fucking chicken broth for the next five days and nothing else, um, which I have done. I've tried to cleanse before, and it was weird, um, but or a fast. Um, I lost weight. I lost about 15 pounds, but the moment I ate, I swelled up like a freaking jellyfish, and jellyfish swell up? Dang it, blowfish, whatever. I the weight kind of came back because my body was like, oh my God, food. Um, but I think we have to stop like going on these like crazy, like I'm going to reduce my caloric intake by a thousand calories. You know, I think if you have the ability to, like I said, count your calories for a month just to see where you're at and determine if that's anywhere near maintenance for you. And if you need help with that, look me up. I can kind of help you kind of gauge that. Your body can like kind of reset your maintenance. And normally what I say with that then is like, okay, well, let's keep adding some calories to you and see what happens to your weight. And if your weight's still not going up, let's keep doing that until we find like maybe there's a little bit of an increase and then we're like okay well there's your set that should be your set point for maintenance and then from there we can reduce your calories increase your output of activity and see what happens or keep you at maintenance so you're actually getting you know the energy that your body needs and then increasing your activity level there first oh are we losing weight sweet maybe we can stay on that for a little bit and then when time comes that you are going to go on that cruise or do something like, okay, let's do a drop for a couple weeks at like, you know, two to 300 calories. And then maybe there's a couple days in there where we get you back up to maintenance and then drop back down. Um, but I don't think diets should last a long time. You shouldn't be in a caloric restriction phase for four months, three months, even two months. I think it should be, you know, four to six weeks maybe and then back to maintenance and, and see because you also want to enjoy yourself and like when you restrict yourself and add more exercise you can be lethargic like that sucks so you our body's not going to want to be in that type of state for a long time okay so there's my diet stuff all food is good enjoy food Try to find your maintenance and live there for the majority of the time. And when you feel like you need to lose weight, recognize what your goal is and slowly maybe phase back calories, maintaining the fact that like always stay with your protein though. Your protein should never really change. You know, I think the only time that your protein could could change is if like you're 130 pounds and you want to be 125, then if you're eating 125 grams of protein, cool. Um, but like I said, I, I can count, dude, I can count on three fingers. Uh, I mean, the only person I really can truly tell you that does it all the time is Papa Susio. He's amazing at getting his protein at the weight that he needs to get it to. And he's probably shaking his head like, ah, I don't do it all the time. But like, he's one of the person that I know can get to it a majority of the time. I'm bad at it. Um, I'm probably 30 to 40 grams off every day. Um, so I got to work on that. That's actually a goal of mine right now. So, and then um, last thing, guys, but not least, fitness. Listen, exercise helps. Cardio's good. 
I would say weights and strength training is better. The more muscle you have, the more propensity you have to burn calories. If you're only just doing cardio, sooner or later, your body's going to start eating away at muscle to give yourself energy. If you've ever seen a long-distance runner <laughs> super big, uh, yeah, no. Why? Two reasons. I think to be elite, you can't have all that load on your frame, but also your body's kind of burning the muscle too to give you that energy. So find out what you want to do and then do that, okay? If you don't want to have a huge muscular frame, that's great, but also understand that the more muscles you have, the stronger you are. Um, it assists with movement um, as long as you're flexible. So you got to work on your flexibility too. But you're going to burn more calories when you have more muscles. Ergo, when people start working out again and they may get discouraged that, well, I've been working out and doing weight training three days a week for the last five to six weeks and the scale hasn't gone down, but everything fits better. It's like, well, yeah, because you're gaining more muscle and you're leaning out. You know, you can stack up 10 pounds of muscle on a bone, looks a lot different than 10 pounds of fat. So understand that. And honestly, there's no one better exercise than another. You know what the best exercise is? The one you'll freaking do. Okay? And then once you start doing exercise, then we can talk about, hey, maybe you need to add some more resistance training to you. Maybe instead of doing cardio, maybe you do HIIT training instead because it's shown that you get your heart rate up just like cardio does and then you're actually burning calories even after the exercise is over for a couple hours at a stint. So, yeah, that's what I got today. I just wanted to go through that stuff. Like, and I think I've talked about it in other podcasts, but it's just like the crap that I hear is just unreal, you know? And I don't know, like, I don't want to say dehumanizing because I don't think that's what we're doing. But, like, the world is, like, so not, I don't know, like, move your body, eat good food, have great discussions, socialize. If you do those things, you're going to be healthy, man. And I feel like it's like, what's the next, what's the next Whopper that's coming out? How many TikTok followers can I have? And, well, I move when I play video games or when I use my Oculus. And please, I've seen some other stuff that I think is awesome where you are able to do like virtual reality workouts. Like that's great. I, I, I'm not trying to discredit that. Whatever, like I said, whatever will get you moving. But I just think get outside, move more, eat good food, socialize. If you could do that, you're going to have a great life. Okay. And I'm not, you know, sometimes some people don't want to socialize. They, they're a teacher or they're a physical therapist or they're someone and they just don't want to deal with people for a day. That's fine. But cultivating good relationships and actually speaking the spoken word to someone versus text and 
eating good food and just moving, shit, maybe that's what you have to do. You have to invite a group of friends out to walk a path and then go have a great conversation over some food afterwards. If you do that once a week, I guarantee you your life will feel way better. So that's what I got. I hope that helps. And I am a firm believer, and I'm going to use a tagline now because one of my friends said I needed to use a tagline. So I'm going to use this tagline. And she, we were talking, and I was like, oh, maybe I should use, uh, or she said, maybe you should use, like, the Drew Carey one and Bob Barker one, like, make sure that you spay and neuter your pets. Um, but honestly, guys, where your head goes, your body follows. Where your head goes, your body follows. This is Mike Headkey signing off. Later.